Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Kyle. And if this is your first time listening to us, because I understand that we are finally being broadcast to a new audience, allow us to reintroduce ourselves. This is the Absolute Geek Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about everything and anything in geek culture, from comic books to news, movies, TV shows, pretty much anything and everything that has to do with the genre of geek. We talk about it, we cover it, and uh, we debate about it, sometimes argue about it, and... uh, Sometimes we don't know nothing about it. Sometimes we don't know anything about it. And then <laughs> we fake it till we make it. But um, yeah, this is going to be, man, we're getting up there in episodes. This is actually about to be what? A 100 and f- episode 149 of our show. Is it really? Of this epi- of this podcast? Yeah. Wow. I mean, if we had more of a consistent, yeah, it's, this will be episode 149. If we had more of a consistent schedule and didn't like record an episode and then take three weeks off and then record another episode, I think, I think we'd be there already. If we didn't take such a long break in between, we probably would be at 200 almost. Oh, but, easily. Uh, I didn't know they were that high. Yeah, we're getting up there. Getting up there. That's um, crazy. But I want to welcome everyone that has just tuned into this podcast if this is your first time or you're a returning listener. We definitely appreciate you being here each and every week to download this little show that we do. Uh, brings us a joy, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but uh, what's going on this week? I know we have Infinity War. We all saw Infinity War. That's That's got to be the, the big topic. The elephant in the room this week is is Infinity War and what everyone... <laughs> right? <laughs> and what everyone <laughs> expectations worst movie ever what everyone's expectations was going into infinity war and how you felt coming out of infinity war i'm interested to hear what, what you thought of it kyle first thing i'd have to say is you know to everybody who's listened to us and have we have jumped on these movies and been so excited in months and months and months and we talk about it and then we come in and we go oh yeah that was good nice movie and we're always so let down because we're always so excited about these movies and it seems like every couple movies we get let down like what was it like like Thor Ragnarok like I was remember I was really excited for Thor Ragnarok yeah that's was, that's one was, we definitely vary on because I loved Thor Ragnarok and you know I and I was I was super excited about it it looked it was not a bad movie I just didn't like the extra the dumb humor in it I didn't like the dumb humor in it. Now, I know you but, were I know you were heavily intoxicated when you saw it but did you ever go back and rewatch it sober no I haven't watched it again so I'm gonna watch and when it comes out on DVD or HBO and stuff I'll, I'll end up watching it 6,000 times and then I'm gonna come on the show again and go you know what that movie's freaking great i was super excited to see the new avengers super excited like we had talked about it we were excited we were excited to finally see thanos and i went in there and you know what i walked out just as excited as i walked into that actually i think i walked out of there 10 times more excited than i walked into the theater and it's hard for me to to be very impressed by movies because i'm first off i'm not a movie guy so every time i go to the movies and have to sit around other people it usually messes with my movie vibe my movie vibe yeah, your experience. You know, just like this time, I I got up and I was like, oh, I'm going to go see. I think I seen an 11, 11.30 showing at Sound 3D. It was great. There was 11 people in there. That's nice. It was fantastic until the people next to me decided that, you know, hey, there's an empty theater. Why don't we sit right next to this guy? Yeah, and I hate that. And you would think that some people would, 
would understand. I think we've talked about it on the show before, though. Like movie theater etiquette. Like if there's a whole theater, I understand everyone wants the best seat, but if you're two or three seats down from a person, you're still in pretty good seats. You're not gonna. You don't have to be right on top of them. I I can't stand that either. When there's like hundreds of empty seats and and the guy's got to sit right next to you, and then you're like, dude, move. But then you feel like you got to be the dude that gets up and moves. Otherwise, it's gonna be a conflict. It's well, I mean, that's like what you told me. You were like, well, just move, and I was like, I've been sitting in this seat for 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> like, like my butt cheeks are like grooved into it. You like, you know what I mean? Like I, my popcorn was sitting where it needed to be. My soda was sitting where it needed to be. Like, you know, I was perfect. Like you know, I had, you know, I was like Sheldon Cooper. I had the perfect cross breezes and the, the sound was coming the right way every way. I wasn't moving. And you know, the, the whole row was empty except for it was me and my daughter. And then the family that sat right next to me, all three of them. So the, the rest of the row was empty. So, you know, if you needed to get up and go to the bathroom or get a drink, which way would you go? Would you go left in front of the people or would you go right out, you know, down the row and out? I would do it so I didn't walk in front of anybody. Oh, I would I would be absolute jerk and just go right in front of the people. That's exactly I, what I would they just did. walk right in front of them. I would do it on I would do it on principle just because they sat so close to you. If they're doing it to you, that that's kind of a, a douchebag move. But like if it was me and they sat right next to me and I had to go to the bathroom, I'd walk right in front of them. I wouldn't even care. See, I went and prepared. I was like, I don't care how bad I have to go to the bathroom. I'm not getting up for that. I'm not moving. I'm not missing one second of this movie. I can't miss Avengers. You just take the clip, the top off the cup and you're like, look away and start going right there while you're on your seat. Closer to the end, I was starting to, oh no. You started to do your pee dance, your pee, uh, your pee dance dance. Because, you know, I bought the super extra large Coke. Actually, I had cherry Coke, but there was, I had like the super extra large one. And of course, you know how it is with the movie theaters. You stuck your soda down and you eat all your popcorn before the trailers even end. But no, I mean, overall, it was, the movie was phenomenal. I did, I actually did that when I went and saw it Friday night at the minute showing, I purposely took my little Harkins of Loyalty Cup and got my dollar fifty refill and I was like, you know what? I really want a mixed icy. So I got a large icy. I was like, all right, cool. I have the icy for before the movie. I can drink that at my pleasure. And then this is a three hour movie almost. So I have my other drink. Nope. I was done with both of them before the movie <laughs> even started. I was like, nope, this isn't, <laughs> I was like, this is not how this is playing out. I, I did the same thing with my popcorn. I bought an extra large popcorn because I love, that's the one thing I love to do when I do go to the movie theaters. I love movie theater popcorn. There's just something about eating buttery popcorn where you're watching a movie. It's just, I don't know. It just, it's awesome. I'm not, I'm not a popcorn fan at all. So I buy an extra large one and I dumped, I dumped most of it into my daughter's, you know how you get the little trays and then I, and then I ate a bunch of it and then I walked out and got a refill and filled it all the way back up and dumped a bunch of freaking butter on it. And then I sat back down and I bet you before the trailers, before I even put my glasses on, I was a quarter to probably almost halfway done with my popcorn. I was like, I just, I go to town on popcorn. That was I, and I, I stand up and like, I don't know, a pound of popcorn falls off me. That's breakfast for you. Right. I mean, it was a little early on a Sunday morning. You need a little breakfast. Well, I woke, I woke up at like eight. I'm like, I'm going to see the, remember I was telling you that I'm going to go see the first showing. I'm going to go to see the first showing. Yeah. So I got up at eight and I, I was like, you know, oh, I'll go see the 9am showing. So I get up and I'm like, woo, I think I had too much fun last night. I'm going to have to finish taking a nap. <laughs> right. That's why I went to see the 1130. I had to let everything wear away a little bit more. I mean, honestly, this has got to be Infinity War is probably, and I mean, I'm going to talk about it as much as we can without spoiling it for anybody who might not have seen it yet. Um, I mean, I this is the first Avengers movie, well, actually, first Marvel movie in a long time, or even superhero movie for that matter, in a long time where I've walked out excited for what comes next. Like, I, I legitimately left the theater like, I can't wait. It sucks that we have to wait a year to see what comes next and what happens because the way that movie, I mean, from the beginning to the end, it's it's action-packed. There are no lulls in, the, in it. The way they handle everybody, like, the, it was the biggest complaint I heard about this 
this movie, people going, well, I don't know if I want to see it because there's too many actors, too many characters to handle in this movie. It's just going to be overcrowded. It's going to be too much. People are going to be stepping all over each other. And that wasn't the case at all. Like, I felt like everyone complimented each other very well. The way they handled everybody was very good. Like, it never felt overcrowded. It never felt like one person was outshining the other or stepping on the other. It, It just felt like it was it flowed well and they took a lot of care and they, they understood that people were going to worry, worry about that. And they took a lot of time and effort to, to actually pay attention to that key ingredient, I guess. Well, I was kind of worried about that too, that there's going to be, man, there's going to be 17 people standing here bantering, you know what I mean? Trying to figure out what to do or whatever the situation was going to be. But no, the way they did it, you got, you, you got like your, you know, you got your dose of everybody. You know what I mean? You didn't get too much and you didn't get not enough of anybody. Yeah. You got equal amounts of, each character like there are some characters and it, it's not a secret so i don't think it's a spoiler but uh hawkeye and ant-man are not in this movie because they're doing other things that are, i think are going to be pivotal to um avengers 4 so you'll find out what they're up to in ant-man and wasp that comes out later this year and then of course nick fury wasn't in it because he's going to be in captain marvel so there's some characters i think that aren't in it that are going to play bigger roles come the next installment of avengers so you think they're doing some covert stuff taking care of some loose ends somewhere else that'll help out in the long run well because they say that um they say in the movie that scott has made a deal scott and clint made a deal with the the feds and they're under house arrest and then when you see the trailers when you see the trailer for ant-man and wasp he's under house arrest he's got the ankle bracelet on and they you know they comment about it and they talk about him being under house so it'll be interesting to see where like Ant-Man and Wasp fits in timeline wise with with that movie, whether it's before, during or after. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's who's quote unquote left after after Ant-Man and Wasp. It's you know, I'm really curious. I'm not I'm, I'm just as curious about the next movie as I am what Marvel's going to be doing after all of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are they going to be retconning stuff? Are they going to be filling in blanks? Are they, you know what I mean? That's what I've been kind of wondering. Yeah. And I know um they were just they were just announcing that uh kevin fague from marvel was announcing that they were just holding meetings about their 2025 marvel movie lineup so apparently the the next generation marvel is going to be strong and they've already got plans for it and there's already um there's already leaked lineups out i think they're fake i'm pretty sure they're fake but I'm, i i don't know i don't really want to go into it but they have like leaked movie titles and everything are already out but i'm i'm almost like what 99 sure they're fake i'm sure they are um well for instance like the next spider-man film is going to be called spider-man academy uh spider-man academy dr strange elmatic guardians of the galaxy <laughs> volume 3 black widow leviathan hold on because then there's dr strange illuminate illumination whatever um there's the mighty thor then the fantastic four the wasp escapes the uh, the wasp escapes the microverse black panther secret empire spider-man dimensions which is an animated film then they have nova then captain marvel and valkyries ant-man and um, the masters of evil warlock thunderbolts with deadpool and then avengers x and i think like i said comic book resources posted that but like i said i part of me thinks it's like 99.9 percent fake i could be wrong but just looking at the titles it, it looks yeah they don't sound like true true titles yet i mean black panther leviathan sounds cool or not sorry not black panther but black widow leviathan sounds cool i don't know <laughs> about spider-man academy i don't understand why they're gonna keep going with this school vibe for spider-man but if that's the case i mean nova sounds cool warlock i, I don't know i think I, i'm i'll be interested to see what they do with adam warlock now that his big shining moment was actually in the storyline to infinity gauntlet in the comics and 
now they're going through that storyline in the movies or an adaptation of that storyline in the movies without even him being involved in it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So it'll maybe, be interesting to see where that goes. Maybe they have something planned for him. I'm, well, I'm sure they do. I mean, didn't he show up at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, yes. He, you see his little chamber thing at the end of Guardians yeah. Volume Two, but he's the. I mean, he's the one that essentially helps them beat Thanos, and and he's not even there. So who knows? Who knows what they have planned at this point? I mean, and honestly, after sitting there and watching Infinity War, I have no reason to question Marvel or what they're doing right now. They seem to have it under control. No, they're on point. And well in hand. So, what are you going to do? I mean, I was surprised by Infinity War. I knew it was going to be good, but it far exceeded my expectations. I honestly think that, like, it's one of those movies, and and I said it to you, and I know you don't like going to the theater, but it's one of those movies that you have to... Unfortunately, you didn't get that experience because there's only 11 people in it. Like, But what made that movie so much better for me was sitting in a a full theater of people and like everyone was being respectful and nobody was talking and just you're all going through that emotional roller coaster that is this movie together and it was really really cool that was a really cool aspect of the movie to me i think it made it so much better it's just the, the viewing experience with an audience this is definitely one movie i think that if you're gonna see it you've got to see it on the big screen and you've got to see it with an audience i liked the, i liked my audience 11 people that was perfect <laughs> i'm sure it was for you like <laughs> mr recluse don't want to be around people <laughs> That's the only time I'm okay with being around people is when it's in a dark movie theater and I'm watching a movie. But I, you know, I can honestly say that uh, that that movie left me like happy, sad, mad, excited, bummed. Like I felt, I walked out of that with every emotion. I had gone through everything as I was watching it, and there's not very many movies that do that. That was my biggest, you know, my, what I came out of it. I was like, if every movie was like that, it would be awesome to go to the movies all the time. Yeah, but if every movie was like that, it wouldn't be shit. Then nothing, <laughs> right? You know? Right. <laughs> it was. It was very good, and it is an emotional roller coaster of a movie like and I, I think the best thing about it is just the way they made you sympathize with Thanos and at times you you understood while Thanos was doing what he was doing I mean you didn't agree with it but you understood it right <laughs> yeah, he's essentially trying to cause genocide, you know, and you don't agree with it. And because there was the Nazis had the same idea, essentially, you know, and <laughs> so it's like he wants to wipe out half the world's population. So the other half can thrive. You're like, OK, you can see his reasoning behind it, but you don't necessarily agree with it. But it makes you feel like you didn't think you would connect with a villain kind of the way you do with Thanos in this movie. I, I, I I'm, I'm still kind of speechless about this movie. I can't wait. to. I need to see it again. I really do. So I can soak, re-soak in everything. This is definitely a must see at least twice type of movie. Oh, yeah. like I'm, I'm scared to see when this thing finally comes on HBO. Oh, my God. My family's going to hate me. <laughs> How many times you watched it? It's going to. Yeah, this thing. This thing's going to be I'm going to record it. And it's going to be on nonstop for probably like a month to six weeks. I mean, I've got a 4K TV and an, an Xbox One X that plays 4K DVDs. Don't know a 4K DVD. I'm too cheap. I'll just still keep buying Blu-rays because they're less expensive. But that's the exact same thing I said. I said, when this movie comes to DVD, I am buying this thing in ultra, I'm buying this thing in 4K. No questions asked. I don't care how expensive it is. That's, that's, it's happened. It's going to be my first 4K DVD. I'm a cheap. <laughs> Look at you forking out the extra money for the, for the good movie. Right? <laughs> for the good stuff. For the good stuff. But yeah, if you haven't seen Infinity War yet i would definitely say you you gotta fix that go see it hopefully sometime we can talk a little bit more about it in depth and what we you know what are some what are the some of the things you without being too spoilery what are some of the things like moments you you were surprised by the uh, spider-man yes that yeah i was you know in in and oh god it's so hard not to give anything away i know i know you know what my surprise favorite of this movie actually was 
What's that? Thor. Oh, like, yeah. just hands down, like, he just was a bad mofo. Without question, he is now the, he is the, he is the mightiest Avenger. Yes. I mean, they made that joke all over Thor Ragnarok about Hulk being the mightiest Avenger, but, but now Thor is definitely the mightiest Avenger. Yeah. Once he gets his weapon back, his new weapon, you can, I don't know how else to say it. If you've read on the internet, you know that it happened, I guess, but it was, once he's got that thing, man, it was, it was on. Like, Thor, honestly, that movie Thor became my favorite. Like I was like, wow, wow. If, if they could, if they could transfer that over to, if like there's another Thor movie, if they could transfer that over, oh my God, it would probably be, it'd be if they could transfer that into the comics like that. Oh yes. I think one of my surprise moments was the, the interaction between characters, like seeing the interaction between Rocker Raccoon and Thor and, and Peter Quill and Thor and Peter Quill oh. and, and Tony Stark and like all these different personalities, like Stark and strange, like all these different personalities interacting with each other. I thought it was, that was very well done. And I was very surprised with how, how well everyone meshed together. When, when rocket was bantering with Thor. Oh my God. So funny. And then, yeah, cause it, 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 it's great. It's, it's, you know, like sometimes it was almost like the personality clashes. It's what made it funny and made it work so well. Like when star Lord's talking to Iron Man, when they were bantering, just those personality clashes were just, it was great. Right. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I thought that was one of the surprise moments for me. I mean, without giving too much away, because there's really too, if you talk too long about this movie, you're going to spoil it for somebody. It's, there's, it's just so, it's just one of those things you got to go see. So, if we'll you give you guys one that, week. Yeah. If you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War yet, you know, it's, it's Tuesday when we're recording this. Like, yeah, I, can't, uh, I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. If you haven't, right? But I understand a lot of people like to wait till the the for big rush is over. But um, yeah, your statues of limitation is one week, and then if it gets spoiled for you, that's just you're just gonna have to fast forward. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's your own fault, I guess, because you had your chance. And it's so hard not to talk about it. It is. It is. It's it's, it's really the only thing I want to talk about with with most people right now. And I'll never. Someone's like, hey, man, what's going on, dude? Did you see Infinity War? Yeah, and it's just like you start that conversation, and it's like you get amped up to go again it's like man it's it's a it's a, it's a blast man it's a it's one of those movies that is just a ton of fun there's like five real things i'd want to talk about so bad for that movie like easily like without even taking a breath there's like five things i would rattle <laughs> off so yeah i i'm gonna give infinity war i'm gonna give it a nine eight dude like i i, I can't go 10 i want to go 10 there's some things i, I would have changed about it but like what without giving is there can you say it without I, giving I it away can't, no i really can't say anything without giving it away oh man there's one thing there's one part of that that i would have changed what's that spider-man uh and that's all i'll say no i think i think without that you don't have i don't think the movie is as impactful without that i know but i would still have to change it somehow i don't want to see that i can't talk about it anymore i'm gonna start spoiling stuff i know right <laughs> that's why i'm like i'm really thinking here i'm like what can i say that won't spoil anything and i'm like oh, I, oh nope that'll spoil this and that'll spoil yep. that and it's like all right well, there we are. That's that's where we are then. But I mean, hands down, I mean, it's probably my favorite Marvel movie now. It's probably close to being the, one of my favorite movies of all time right now. I agree. So, yeah, what what would you give Infinity War? I give it a 98. <laughs> I give it the same because there's just a couple little things I'd like to tweak. A little tweakage, huh? But I mean, overall, I mean, great dialogue. There was the perfect amount of funny. They didn't it didn't go super overboard. It didn't go super cheesy. There was the perfect amount of action. It, it flowed. It didn't there was no low in it you know what i mean there was no oh you you didn't get that okay something needs to kick in so that this movie goes again you didn't get that no not at all it's 
it just went and it did its thing and it was over and it didn't feel like you were sitting in a movie theater for almost three hours at all. It seemed like I swear it seemed like I was in there for like 14 and a half minutes. That's enough of that. If you haven't seen a Marvel, if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War yet, fix that. Go to the, your theater, check it out and let us know what you thought about it. Um, we're excited to hear your opinions on it. But I want to move into uh, another thing we, we like to talk quite a bit about is The Walking Dead. We just had, what, two weeks ago? We had the season finale, the season eight finale of The Walking Dead and the season four yeah. premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. It's the crossover season where you have Morgan Jones leaving The Walking dead and coming to fear the walking dead the the season finale of the walking dead was met with some of the all-time lowest ratings i think it was like the lowest since season one or two finale so it's as fans of the comic it seems like i don't know it seems like there's a power shift going on here because when when fear first started we absolutely hate despised fear like i i made it through like three episodes of the first season and then just kept going because i was like well i'm this far in i'm gonna keep going and you fear you kind of saw the zombie apocalypse from the beginning to current and you got the prophet and you know the kid we called the prophet and you kind of got all this it was more character driven than and about you know what they're doing than than i kind of felt like the walking dead first season was it was more about their fight to survive they didn't actually start character building until they got to season two in my Uh opinion i could be wrong but that's just my opinion fear they kind of did more of that character building in the first season they established you know you got the the relationship established between nick and alicia and strand and and madison and just everyone involved in that show and now it's it's like we're eight seasons into the walking dead before into fear and it's kind of flopped to where i'm enjoying fear more than i am the walking dead yeah i'm i mean i'm in the same boat right now when i first i mean i don't know how many times i crapped on fear the walking dead i didn't really think it was going to go anywhere i just thought it was going to kind of peter out because it was just it didn't seem like they were going to have enough to keep pushing what they originally wanted to push and i think they've realized that too because they've kind of gone in a different direction because you know in the beginning it was you're right it was more but it was more like what are they going to do at the beginning of this of you know apocalypse that's going on and now i think they've i think writers producers everybody has really figured out okay well we've got past that and now it's kicked in so now they have to go in that other direction of just surviving and figuring out how to live i think one of the things that's what's strong about fear now is that they've built all these different characters up so they don't need like i'm not going to spoil it for anyone but i won't spoil who it is but if you watched sunday's all new episode they kill off a main character they kill off one of the main characters that's been there from the start and it's kind of a big character they've they've kind of built each character up where this show can go on and this show can continue to thrive and exist without these mainstay characters where you know you don't have you know you have the walking dead diehards where oh well this show ain't gonna go anywhere without rick grimes this show if daryl dies we riot you know and i know the walking dead killed off carl this this year and it kind of took us all for a loop and and for a turn and it's not you know it necessarily for me i was angry because to me as a reader of the comic carl instills hope carl is hope for the future but you still have that because they have judith alive so it'll be interesting to see what they do with judith still being there versus you know because in the comic she's dead and in the show she's alive as where in the comic carl's dead or in the comic carl's alive and in the show he's dead so it'll be that dynamic but it seems like fear because there's fear right now you have a vibe going where they're kind of they're kind of playing with your your thought process here and they're trying to make you think that because they're jumping back and forth between past and present and like i like how the past is in color and the present is in black and white like that's really cool to me and they want you to they're kind of like giving you that vibe that madison might be dead and it you you have i just think that the character dynamic
dynamic and the, the character building is so good in fear that the show will continue on if a mainstay character isn't around anymore. You don't need a Rick Grimes or a Daryl Dixon to to carry this show. I think fear, I just think the way they've built fear up, self-sustainable at this point. Well, it seems like, you know, they since they didn't really have any true, anything to base it off of, I think they have, they can, they can expand out more. And I think this is part of what they're doing with The Walking Dead. They've taken it all the way to the end of All Out War, and I think this is going to be their break, and I think this is going to be their freedom to do whatever they want to do, which might actually, since there's so much source material that's still past all this, that I think it, in some instances it might be a shooting themselves in the foot because of it. Because now there's, and I've always said this, there's a basis of comparison, and since you have that basis of comparison, you always have a reason to bitch. Oh, you, what, you, you mean between um, the comic and the show? Yeah, so I think part of it is them shooting themselves in the foot if because i think they're going away from the source material i think they're going you know source material was turn right and new material is turn left and i think they've turned left well i think i think it's more instead of following the source material as close as they as closely as they have it's more in adaptation it's it's more of based off of loosely based off of instead of directly coming from that source material instead of directly pulling it from kirkman's comic they're they're loosely basing it off of off of the book because i mean all out war for the most most part there is some things that changed a lot of things that changed honestly but a your, lot. your conclusion was the same you had rick slitting negan's throat and him keeping negan alive and putting him in jail now where you're getting the turn though is the turn is coming from now you have they kind of set that seed that maggie and daryl are no longer it, it's no longer in rick grimes we trust so which i th- i still think that's such an interesting plot twist like i, I think what's going to happen is i think they're going to be pissed off about it before but i think what's going to happen is they're there's going to be like an internal struggle for power and they're going to come around and understand where everybody's where Rick and Michonne are coming from. Yeah. And I think it's, but I, I think they're, they're driving. I think they're just driving that suspense, but I, th- I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to come around. They're going to understand. We can't just kill people and we can't just, we need to start forming some sort of normalcy of old life. And that's right. kind of what they did in the comics for a while. And that's kind of, and it's kind of, that was what was going on until something happens and it back pedals and then they have to kind of go back to what they know you know once the whispers came yeah uh, they you know that that chance for normalcy is has dwindled away well and even in the comic like when the whispers come they have that normalcy there they're having the world fair they set up trade routes they set up routes between each individual um compound or community and and like that they had a sense of normalcy and that kind of in a a sense made them soft because that allowed alpha to penetrate them and penetrate their ranks with ease yeah and she wiped out a ton of their main characters in in one go you know like it wasn't even a she didn't even bat an eye she just showed up in the middle of their bazaar and was like hey what's up and nobody really paid attention to this outsider that was there because they kind of fell in that lull of normalcy like it was they let that normal that normalcy back in they let their guard down and then you know it was they were they were vulnerable again i think i think you're right though i think the, the fact that fear doesn't have that source material to go off of they have like a clean slate to do what they want Right. You know, they, like they, 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 they can make their, they can write their own rules. The rules haven't been made for them. But yeah, I think the fact, like you're saying, the fact that they're free from the source material is definitely a big leg up with fear. And I think that that character building, because like even fear, fear was kind of a slow burn though, because you had the season one, it was kind of like meh, suck. Season two, they were in Mexico on top of uh, on a boat most of the time, most of the season for like the first half of the season. It really wasn't until season three that fear started getting really good to me when, for me when they were on the ranch on the farm. Yes. That's when fear started 
getting really really good to me and then so far in into season four it's been phenomenal like every episode has excited me i'm like oh man i can't wait for the next one where we're we're like okay it's time for walking dead oh this episode kind of sucks 15 minutes into walking dead you're looking at your phone you're doing something else to where it's fear like i'm glued to the tv and there's times where like i'm rewinding things and rewatching it to see about like the um connections a little walking dead easter eggs that are in there and and just kind of like this episode with morgan when nick offers him the peanut butter um power bar that little callback to michonne Uh uh-huh like i thought that was really cool and i was like oh yeah like i like i like that like i'm really enjoying the crossover and one of the and surprisingly enough in three episodes they took one character that i absolutely could not stand in the walking dead and somehow made him more interesting i've been trying to figure that out the last three episodes i've been trying to figure out what is what have they what is going on that's different that i don't mind morgan i just think that he's not around the group he's not around like that murder hobo group anymore and and it's it's it makes him more compelling because he's with this he's with the guy who's like negan's total opposite like he's the nicest dude offering people candy like he's your grandpa he's like here you go little billy here's a werther's original from my pocket or come here random stranger who just came up out of the woods would you like a piece of candy i don't know if you're gonna kill me but sleep in the back of my truck you know and it's it's like he's the nicest dude and and i'm intrigued like i think i'm really intrigued by this reporter and and these cassette tapes she has and why like why she's so focused on getting everybody's story and like that's how she just wants everyone's story and i I think that's what's really really interesting and i think intriguing to me about morgan is because we might potentially get to find out what happened to his son what drove him crazy and that well we know that the loss of his son drove him crazy but we might actually get to see it in like a flashback episode or see like what happened in those years where he was he was isolated in that city when rick found him in the walking dead Uh, and i think she has ulterior motive there's there's more to the story than her just trying to document everything i think there's a lot more to it i think she i think she has another angle that she's working as well maybe but she seems to be able to take care of herself and she's very heavily she's very heavily armed so and that's a lot for someone who's just going around documenting yeah because i would like to know how she got that vehicle and everything like that yeah she's got a swat team freaking uh mobile i don't even know what it's called but like a riot van but like that's that's one of the things i'm 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 absolutely loving about this season of fear so far is the beginnings are really cool they're different every week and like the past is in color and then the the present is black and white like, i think that's really co- cool like the first night i was watching i was like man is my tv messed up i was like it better not be i just got this thing and and it's not it's just it's just really cool the way they're doing that where the present is black and white and that homage to the walking dead comic book yeah uh, fear has been on point I mean, I, yeah, you're right, though, because, I mean, most of the season of the, of the Walking Dead, I've kind of been, I mean, I enjoy it. I like The Walking Dead. I'm a big fan. This, I think they've dragged everything out too far and they slowed everything down too much. And I think fear has that pace that they're they're going at a decent pace. So it's we're so used to this slow, mundane, boring pace of The Walking Dead. Having a nicely paced show is kind of like a breath of fresh air. Well, hopefully with the new showrunner that's coming in and all the changes that are coming to Walking dead hopefully season nine of the walking dead lives up to the the hype that there it's gonna be feel like an entirely new show a fresh show everything's gonna feel fresh 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 and hopefully that's the case because right now they need to do something because it is dying oh man it's and it's painful it is it's dying. dying a painful death and i know that they've talked about trying to make it 11 seasons but if it keeps going the way it's going i don't see it making 11 seasons i don't see it making it past nine i think it will i think it'll make it to at least 10 
it, and it's hard to say like like i said it's hard to say it just depends on how well they deliver on everything that they've they've said that's coming up like it's going to be a completely different change and i mean we know from reading the comics that it's a completely different tone change from all-out war to whisper wars and what happens after that time jump so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it i i, I don't think they're going to do a time jump i think they're going to keep i think they're just going to pick up where they left off yeah because because then what we, if they had if they did a time jump in the way that that daryl and maggie were before the uh season ended that means there's already aftermath to it and then they're going to have to back up unless that's how they're going to play this season is they're going to do a time jump and then we're going to but they've done that that we've we've gone through that with the walking dead where it's happened and then they backpedal and then they fill us in you know what i mean well i mean i think that right now the time jump is the only way because kirkman never established how long the time jump was in the comics i think the time jump right now is the only way that they can kind of incorporate if they're going to try and incorporate the whispers in and do it the same way they did in the comics because they could change the gender roles they could easily have judith take over carl's role in that and then have it be a little have you know the whisper girl be a little boy in the show and it, it changes and that time jump would at least make her 10 11 years old or whatever however long they want to go for that time jump but i, I just it'll be interesting to, i kind of feel like scott gimple wrote him in a corner with the way he did this season and, and he kind of clustered up everything going forward at least from my standpoint but again i'm on the inside look i'm on the inside looking out as to where i've got biased views and and skewed and viewed in a skewed view because i read the comics so i'm like this is how it should play out and this and, and i'm not seeing you know I'm, I'm too close to the chest i'm too close to the situation to see it playing out differently whereas like the casual walking dead fan who only watches the show you know it, it it's heads or tails to them it's it's black and white like it, it doesn't make a difference what what they would have yeah i i see it the same way you see it from reading the comics i have you know i mean there's there's a path there's something that's going on that i want to see happen and i don't think we're gonna see it <laughs> so so when things aren't going quite the way i think it should go uh, it, it kind of throws me back too well because i know that this and this leads to this and then this is gonna lead to this and then the, you know what i mean and all these things you know like especially with carl because carl is such a pivotal role and everything that's happened in the walking dead in the comics go- goes to show that i don't think we're gonna see a lot of awesome stuff that that could come out you know well it's like driving with a roadmap versus using a gps a roadmap it's on paper it's that straight laced that way like it's it's the foundation it's that it's you take this road you take that road and when you're running down with a gps it's like oh well shortcut in two miles turn right and so you veer off the path and you take a shorter way that you didn't know about or didn't look like it was going to be shorter on the map so it's it, like i think that's the best way for me to describe it is where you got the roadmap of the walking dead and then he just kind of gps veered it off the track and now you're kind of like you're lost if you're only used to using the roadmap you're lost because you're like this is our set path what are we doing this is our set this is our set destination from a to b like this has been mapped out the, the work's done and now you just went off and took a right turn and to no man's land and you're over here in you know neverland and a completely different situation so and i think it's always hard to keep in mind that the walking dead tv show is very much a it's it's another world story like keeping this like even though the stories are the same it's very hard to distinguish the differences between the the show and the comic because you want the show to follow the comics so absolute to the point because you want to see how it plays out in the in the in the show like you do in the comics and then it's like they changed one thing and you're kind of like well i don't know if i like that or i don't like that they did that you know you jump to it and then 
over time you're like okay that that worked out but it'll be interesting i mean i'm not a fan of them deciding to kill off carl but it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward um personally as a fan of the show and the comic i feel like scott gimple wrote him into a corner that is going to be interesting to see them get themselves out of yeah it really is going to be interesting i'm i'm curious i mean i'm going to keep watching i'm i'm in it for the long haul unfortunately i've already dedicated eight seasons i might as well eight years of my life to this show i might as well keep going till the end till the very end till the end of season nine when they cancel it i don't know i don't know we'll see good but i don't think it will especially with them talking about spin-offs of spin-offs and i just i just think amc is gonna it's still even with low ratings the crazy thing is it's still the one of the number one tv shows on tv it's insane even though it's getting low ratings they're like oh their ratings are dropped it's still the number one show on tv so who knows i mean people are still watching they're just i i I think the biggest problem with the walking dead is is they drug out the season and slowed it so way down like too slow like you know we were you know we're we were going 15 miles an hour instead of at least the speed limit and i think that i think that was the big thing about the walk what this season like the last two seasons of the walking dead were I i just don't know hopefully hopefully they figure it out and season nine is better but right now i am enjoying the crap out of fear the walking dead and i hope everyone else is too and if you if you walked away from fear the walking dead at one point but you're still watching walking dead i say come on back give fear another shot because it's it's definitely picking up speed it's definitely picking up steam yeah these last three episodes have been awesome 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 and i like shows that make you think and connect the dots and like they're trying to like make you connect the dots to see if madison or is is alive or dead or like what's going on with that situation so i'm super stoked for that i've been swinging back and forth at the end of the episode i'm like she's dead but prior to that not even five minutes prior to that I'm like no no she's still alive she's still alive yeah i don't know they just do subtle things to make you think she's dead and i'm just like because why isn't she out there with them you know yeah why was nick so hot to try to try and kill that guy and you know things went south so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward i'm not gonna give too much away but so if you haven't checked out for the walking dead i'd say give that another try because it's definitely worth checking out real quick let's jump into a little bit of news here little news popping off it actually just broke a few hours ago but hasbro hasbro that's right hasbro toys is going to acquire power rangers from saban the toy giant Hasbro will purchase the 25-year-old Power Rangers and other key brands for Sab- from Saban Properties and a deal valued at $522 million. So you're going to see, I think you're going to end up seeing more Power Rangers TV shows, more Power Rangers movies. If you thought the Power Rangers were everywhere now, just wait, because now that Hasbro has them, they're going to explode Yikes! again. And you're going to see, I think you're going to see a rebirth of the Power Rangers franchise and you're gonna see that fandom it's a pretty hardcore fandom and from young and old it's a pretty hardcore fandom but i think you're gonna end up seeing that fandom explode kind of back to what we were talking about before that's one thing we forgot to mention is that um not only was infinity war really good it's now the number one record-breaking global box office all-time opening weekend holder beating out force awaken yeah everybody everybody was excited to see this one Nobody thought it was going to make that much money and beat The Force Awakens, but it ended up bringing in an astonishing $630 million total opening weekend. That's a lot of millions. million total opening week. I think it took uh, I think it took Justice League like four months to do that. <laughs> Jason Latour is in uh, Robbie Rodriguez. I think it's Robbie Rodriguez, right? Um, Spider-Gwen. Uh-huh. Their Spider-Gwen run is coming to an end in July after July. We will have no more Spider-Gwen. It was fun while it lasted, Spider-Gwen. Yep. Bummed, so bummed, but not really. I'm, I'm not bummed at all. <laughs> no. I mean, 
Why would it wasn't? It wasn't very good. No, well, I mean, she was that hot property when she first came. Like even I said when uh, Edge of Spider Verse Two came, I was like, you know, could this be our Amazing Fantasy fifteen um, of our lifetime? And it was a huge book. And that book exploded for about three months. And then it fizzled out. So I guess I was wrong. I think Walking Dead is still our Walking Dead number one. Is our Amazing Fantasy 15? I, I do believe that. Because what other book can you think that's priced like that that's newer? And that is still sought after and it's hard to get. And it's, you know what I mean? It's I mean, it's not hard to get. There's a bunch on eBay. But to to acquire one for a decent price. I well, mean, it is hard to get because you don't. Not a lot of people have three, four thousand dollars. They want to throw it a comic book yeah me included like i would love to reown the walking dead number one but i don't have the funds to do it i do not have the means to acquire currency to get that book i think once the uh subscribe to our patreon <laughs> so i can I think, buy well, I think once the <laughs> patreon <laughs> i think once the uh show and stuff ends there's gonna be a drop in it and then it's going to level out. But it's, I still think it's, it'll for forever be a $1,000 book. Yeah, I agree. And then when we're all in our 80s and they're like, oh, well, we're, rebo- we're rebooting The Walking Dead. And it's yeah. going to be a movie franchise. And I'm like, oh, snap. Here we go again. That's when I'll finally sell mine. <laughs> Here we go again, Cletus. But yeah, Spider-Gwen coming to an end. It was a fun ride while it lasted, but she is out the door. Uh, Arrested Development Season 5. If you guys are Arrested Development fans, I know I am. I'm super stoked for Season 5. going to debut on Netflix this summer. This summer? Summer. This summer, because there's always money in the banana stand. You know that reference. You probably don't get it. <laughs> Have you ever watched uh, Arrested Development? I couldn't get into it. Really, I figured it would be a show that you would like with like the dry, the dry sarcasm. I mean, especially with how much you like Big Bang, I figured it would definitely be. I mean, I can't really compare the two, but humor-wise, it's it's kind of that dry slapstick humor, I guess. I don't know. I'm probably way off on describing <laughs> that, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's coming this summer. Uh, Stranger Thing, Stranger Things season three is in production they teased a chart they had a teaser trailer released today that shows that they are in production for season three of that show um amc announced preacher season three's premiere date is going to be june 24th i couldn't get into that show preacher i did not like the first season of preacher but the second season i liked a lot so i would say you're not missing you don't really need to know a whole lot from season one to season two because season two kind of recaps it and catches you up so i would definitely say check out season two and see if you feel differently about it because season two is when he actually gets all his like actually he's got his powers now and like all this crazy stuff starts happening like they have a huge gunfight out in the middle of a of a, an empty street and it's it's crazy the stuff that happens and in season two maybe i have to give it a try again and the last little bit of news i have for this week is we have to say big congratulations to the simpsons on their record-breaking 636th episode they are now officially the longest running program on tv crazy being out gun smoke do you still watch the simpsons i have not watched the simpsons in years i still watch the simpsons i I used to watch the simpsons religiously and then i kind of stopped because i felt like they were just rehashing old jokes mm-hmm they got very, um, well, I guess in, in keeping with uh, the theme of Simpsons did it, they got very uh, Family Guy before Family Guy. Yes. Where they just recycled and rehashed the same old jokes over and over again and to where they had to make s- similar but different episodes. Like, I don't know how many times they had to make an episode with Homer's brother. Right. And, you know, how many Sideshow Bob episodes they had to make. I was trying to kill Bart. I still get a kick out of the Simpsons. I still dig I, I mean, it. I still, I'll still watch it. Like, if, whenever they're on the, the FX Marathon, I'll, I'll sit down and watch some of the older episodes my favorite my favorite all-time favorite episode of the simpsons 
is um, the way we work, where home, where the TV goes out and Homer's telling him about the story about how him and Marge met. Oh yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite episodes when he's in high school. And he's got hair. Yep. <laughs> that is one of my all-time favorite. Episodes. I don't know why either, but it's just it just is. It's one of my favorite episodes. That and I, uh, the Michael Jackson episode <laughs> with uh, with Lisa's when it's Lisa's birthday and Bart writes her the song. Uh, man, it's hard for me to narrow it down. I'd have to like sit down again and actually watch like a huge marathon of it again because there's so many good episodes. It's hard to. Yeah, it, I mean, back hard. in the day, it was it was phenomenal, but now it's it's kind of run its course for me. Like Family Guy has, like I don't watch. I don't watch Family Guy. I don't watch American Dad. Like, I don't watch any of those shows anymore. I still watch Futurama. Futurama, I still get a kick out of. Even though, and I know it's by the same guy that does The Simpsons, but I just, I don't know. It just doesn't tickle your fancy right now. No. Anymore? Not really. Because I think I'm more into, like, I'm more into, like, sitcom humor now. So, like, I'm a huge fan of Silicon Valley. Um, I still watch The Last Man on Earth on Fox. Did um, you just watch it last week I when did, they were on yeah. the road trip? Yep. Um, I still watch. I really like the show Barry that's on HBO right now. So just I don't know. My my tastes have changed. I used to be a diehard cartoon watcher. Like I used to watch cartoons all the time, and now I don't. I don't ever watch cartoons really anymore. I don't know. I I, I like I still like Young Sheldon. You still watch that? Yeah, it's funny. I forget. I haven't watched it in forever. I watch it, um <laughs> watch Superstore. Do you ever watch Superstore? Uh, that's a funny show. What's that on? Uh, NBC Thursday nights on NBC. Are you watching Legion? I am not watching Legion. No, I'm about two episodes behind. I am not. I didn't care for the first season, so I'm not watching this season. I have not watched it at all. I like it. It's a trip. Yeah, I mean, the first episode, I was like, "That's cool," and then I, I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of lost interest in it and just never, never attempted to go back. I might attempt to go back one day, but I haven't yet. Yeah, it's good. I got. I, I'm a couple episodes behind, but that'll be my Friday night thing. That's usually what I do. So there was one thing I want to talk about before we wrap the show up this week. There's one thing I want to talk to you about. Uh Uh-oh. Doomsday Clock, this DC event. Uh Uh-huh. It keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. At what point do you you just say, we don't care anymore? I've already got to that point. Yeah, like I actually forgot all about it. And I was reading comic book resources today and it's like, oh, the next two issues of Doomsday have been pushed. Doomsday Clock have been pushed back again, and I'm like, I forgot all about that. Like, I don't I'm, even care. Like, how much does that hurt these big events that that they plan when things go south and they have to push them back? It's like, okay, so why not just scrap and think of something else because it's not gonna. No one's invested anymore. Nobody cares anymore. I looked uh, when I was at the comic book store on Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, whenever when I was there, I was standing in line. I looked. I said, "Oh look, Doomsday issue four is out." <laughs> Dang, like that's how bad I, I was. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I kind of just honestly forgot about it. I don't think I've touched an issue of Doomsday since issue three. I think I bought, I read issue one, and I bought issue two and three, and never read them, and I've not touched them since because I'm just, I, I just don't, I just don't care. I don't these big dc events and stuff or i just don't care like batman right now they are dragging they are milking this batman catwoman wedding for all that it's worth did you oh you know you know i stopped reading batman i'm still reading detective but i stopped reading uh tom king's batman yeah and then i guess we gotta say a big congratulations to action comics on hitting that big 1000th issue did you buy it no hell no 
I didn't buy it either. Buy a ten dollar comic for that. There's it's two ridiculous. things that DC's doing that I'm really interested in. They're doing the uh, the Flash War. Yep, I've heard about that. So that that looks pretty cool. Because I mean, I I'm still re- I'm still reading Flash. And it's actually probably right now my favorite DC book right now is Flash. Like it's I'm back to Flash is back to the point because remember when when Godspeed was there and when when uh, if DC f- did their rebirth and we were like wow we couldn't wait for the next issue couldn't wait for the next issue and then yeah and then and then Flash kind of took a low and it would go high then it would go low then it would go high then it would go low yeah right now Flash is it's on point right now is it on Flashpoint oh but but do <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> and then uh, Justice League, no justice. I'm really interested in too. But now they're getting ready to shake it all up with all the new creators and stuff. And Brian Michael Bendis coming in and starting to write Superman, and everything's gonna get shaken yeah. up now. But I mean, it's gonna be Scott Snyder and James Tinian writing Justice League, no justice. I mean, it's it's four issues. I don't know. I used to be high on Snyder, but I was not a fan of DC Metal. Like it just it did not did not reach out and touch me. Did not grab me. Did not grab me by the nethers. The nether region? Yeah, it did not scream to me. So I'm I'm hoping this him writing with Tinian is going to be awesome. Like it comes out in May, so that means we get to read the first couple issues before we get to meet Tinian at Phoenix Comic Fest. So I hope it's real good so I can actually Oh my god, this guy's going to think I'm a freak when I finally get to meet him. Yeah, speaking of Phoenix Comic Fest, everyone remember if you have not yet bought your tickets to this year's Phoenix Comic Fest do so. We are 23 days away from Phoenix Comic Fest and it is a big one. It is a massive lineup. It is a lineup that I am actually proud of this year and I can't stop singing the praises of like it's for once it's a, a a mind-blowing lineup. I can't stress it enough. If you're going to be in the Phoenix area during on May 24th through that weekend, I think that's Memorial Day weekend, you got to come check out Phoenix Comic Fest. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a good time. There's so many celebrities and creators and writers and cosplayers, and it's just, it's overloaded. So definitely come out and check out Phoenix Comic Fan, or Phoenix Comic Fest. I'm still not used <laughs> to calling it Phoenix Comic Fest. No, I'm not either. But I, I, And if you guys find us there, we'll be there. Message us find us find, yeah we'll be there find you know message us on twitter and, and facebook or what you know message the show page and yeah. and find us come hang out with us buy us a beer yeah buy us a beer <laughs> i don't drink beer so don't buy, me <laughs> buy a beer. kyle some crown red bull there you go he'll love you forever you'll we'll be, be his, best friends you'll be his new favorite dollar sign <laughs> dollar oh man where, i haven't heard from dollar sign in a while i know i know but um, but yeah, Phoenix Comic Fan Fest is coming up. That's a and uh, new comic book day or free comic book day. Free comic book day is this Saturday, May fifth. I believe yes. it's May fifth, right? So definitely go to support your local comic shops and check out free comic book day if you want to get into comic book collecting or you have some uh, you want to get your kids into comic book collecting or they've always wanted to get into it but you don't want to don't want to start investing in it yet till you can see how they handle them. Go to your local comic shop, get a couple of free comic books. And Who cares how they handle their right. comics? They're meant to be read. Right. But I mean, free comic book day is a good jumping on point because it's kind of where everyone starts laying out their new path for their new stories going forward. It's going to yep. be where you get your first look at the new um, uh, the new Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man run. I'm super excited about. Oh, Ryan Otley drawing Ryan it. Ryan Otley, yep. The new Ryan Otley Spider-Man run. And it's, it's kind of where you're going to see where Marvel and DC are heading 
this summer and then to the fall. So uh, definitely check out Free Comic Book Day. And most most comic book shops do extravagant things for it. They'll have artists and signings and face painting, and it, it's a good time. It's it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of free fun. So I would definitely say go check out your local comic book shop on May fifth and or call them up and see what they're doing for Free Comic Book Day because it's always a good time. I know Draw Into Comics always has a big thing. I know um, Jesse James Comics around here always has a big thing. Samurai has signings. It's always a good time no matter where you go. Yeah, you you will see me in the line at 11 o'clock at night on Friday night at Jesse James waiting to get in to do because that's when you know he starts his free comic book day. You're going to do it again and get your supposed free gift that turns out to be a, a whopper of a letdown? Yeah, it's free. I, I don't look <laughs> too deep into it. It's never, never going to be like with the year we got the, the Kevin Smith figure. I still got it sitting so, on my desk. Yep, I do too. I've got two of them because I bought one at, at San Diego and then got one from Jesse. But yeah, that's all I had for this, this episode. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we uh, covered a lot. Yeah, I think we did a good job. So yeah, again, if this is your first time listening to us, make sure to subscribe to us you can find us on itunes stitcher soundcloud um podbean iHeartRadio app we're coming to that um we're coming to spotify we're, we're pretty much going to be wherever anywhere and everywhere that has and podcasts check us out and find me on twitter my yeah. twitter is at kyle kane 4311 kyle kane huh yeah mine is at just a random matt that's it's pretty simple follow us on instagram messages yeah i mean oh you know what i gotta i gotta i gotta say something before we go to uh what's his name from reagan oh he messaged me on twitter the other day oh did he dude i don't know how to shut that off i'm sorry i think i figured it out but i i don't know i don't know what happened i'm I'm on i'm stuck on this thing that says like one person liked me one person's unfollowed me and it, it like does it like every couple days yeah and he messaged me he's like dude that's really annoying can you shut that off <laughs> did he actually do that or was he just busting your balls no i, I here I, I'll, I'll read it to you i don't know uh-oh bus getting thrown under the bus you're not getting your shirt now you're throwing them under the he, bus you're not getting that shirt i take it back <laughs> you're taking it back yeah i'm not gonna throw you under the bus it just said hey man can you shut off that notification thing it's weird that one person following me he said most people have that off and i was like okay right on gregory shown did that what gregory did that yeah and i you know and maybe it's because i don't post a lot so that's what you see a lot you know what i mean yeah i mean i i would take i don't know I would take that as in busting your balls but i, I figure i think i figured it out so i'm giving you a shout out that says i'm about 50% sure I figured it out and it shouldn't do it anymore. It was like, I think I clicked on something that was like an app or some kind of like secondary or third party thing that was that like went in with Twitter, you know, yeah, to show that. So I think I shut it off. So shout outs. I still want my shirt. Shout outs. I still would like a shirt though. You still want that shirt, huh? He's trying. Look at you trying to cover your tracks now. <laughs> trying to be like Jose and suck up so you can get a shirt. That reminds me, I have an announcement to make. Oh no! <laughs> Just playing. Uh, if you want to hear my announcement, listen to our last episode. I want to uh, take a minute to shout out a uh, um, iTunes commenter. If you have iTunes and you listen to us on iTunes, please drop us a comment. It helps our, our score and get us up into that. Uh, you know, get our rankings up. But uh, I did buy Pod One Hundred and One, yeah. and, and I and I did thumb through it. <laughs> Shuffle Fan Sixty Eight. 
who decided to leave us a nice three-star review. Three out of five stars. The hosts are knowledgeable and the show is fine, but a lot of the episode sounds like one of the guys is chewing on a pound of gravel. Um, seriously, how do you not know how anything, um, or do you, how, uh, I can't read. How do you not know how annoying that is during an audio cast? It's pod 101 and the whole episode, all you hear is heavy breathing and what sounds like a guy's hands moving around in a jar of marble. Just be more aware of the background noise and this show would be wonderful. I would have to suggest that you go back and listen to some of our other episodes. I appreciate your feedback. Um, it, it doesn't always sound like that and we, we took care of it. We got Kyle a microphone so he's not using a headset through his phone anymore. So we got it taken care of and I appreciate your... Uh, and I had a new phone and I couldn't figure out how to mute it to make a drink and I really wanted to make a drink. Yeah, so I appreciate your crash course in Pod 101 but I think we got it. I think we got it. I think, hopefully. Here, hopefully. this is for you. <sighs> No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, but all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. Say remember to like and subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms. And we will see you next